0: Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damoshek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good pals, Dave Damoshek, Charlotte Wilder. We made it through the weekend. I'm taking a look here. Did anyone get a tan? Dave, did you go out and get a tan? I know you like to sun yourself on the weekends.
1: I do, I, I do like when the Iron Age, aka lifting weights and stuff, which has happened once in my life, combines with the Bronze Age, which is getting sun on my face. But no, we spent uh, the weekend watching basketball and tie dyeing everything in our house that uh, that would take the the, <laughs> the tie dye. Uh, it's crazy how much stuff is tie dyed. You're gonna get get ready to see yes. a lot of tie dye on on uh, this body going forward.
0: Yeah, if you're watching the Zoom uh, telecast here or whatever, it is, you'll notice Dave has a tie-dyed beard. He really went all out. The kids don't screw around here.
2: And sure. a headband. He's, <laughs> he looks like Rambo over here.
0: Right. What about you, Charlotte? Any good things?
2: Uh, yeah, one of my, my best friend from forever uh, had a negative COVID test, so she and her daughter came to visit. And oh. it was it was one of those things where... I like you get the peace of mind of like, okay, neither of us have COVID. And I gave yeah. her a hug and I was like, Oh my God, I haven't hugged my friends <laughs> in months. Like it was so it was yeah. so nice. Uh so that's that great. some sports, it was uh a good time. Anshar was in full swing.
0: Oh, that's great. Did you ask her to see the actual test results or you trusted her?
2: Oh, I trusted her, but that's a great point. You
0: did. Now you've grown up with her. I'm guess I don't know how long the friendship goes back, but you've seen her probably lie to boyfriends or something like that in the past. Is it, was it a little weird to take a word for it, 100%?
2: Yeah, now you say that. I'm yeah. thinking back to, you know, we've been, she's been my best friend for like 26 years and, and yeah. we definitely, there was some lying we did, so... Okay. Now I'm going to go back to her and be like, so was it actually negative?
0: <laughs> uh, well, you'll know in like three or four days, probably. Yourself, <laughs> Thank just you, Sal. Just yeah, Sitting no around answer. there. No, I'm sorry to bring up that. Hey, let's bring up the positive in which Charlotte hit another best bet. I mean, she's like, you have to teach me about gambling. Meanwhile, she's lapping me here. She's two and one, really three and one. If you count her first Celtics parlay was two bets. What the hell's going on? Is this just uh, go green? So you go green. Is this what's going to happen? No. You had them. Minus no. five, they won by eight. This was on Friday. Good job by you.
2: Thank you. This is Dr. Wilder, the sports psychologist oh. who can psychoanalyze players and know what to expect from them through a television screen and postgame press conference. That's all I need. I am unstoppable. You heard it here first.
0: Why the hell not? What people watch every minute, every minutia. they do the all twenty two they break down plays and they lose and lose and lose money. Whatever works uh, works and it's working for you too, Dave. I was the only loser. You had the bucks by 12 and a half Friday night, I think and they won by 14.
1: Yeah, that's right. I guess if we're framing it based on what's in, um, in the news right now, Charlotte is Luca right now. And uh, mm-hmm. this, this prodigy unstoppable. Um uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly where I am in the middle. And then Sal, I guess is like Kellyanne Conway. Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm taking off. Heading South. I need, I need to take south. a sabbatical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I Let's not lose sight of, uh, of the headline here with all due respect. Charlotte. Damashek is red hot right now. Everybody get on board. Wow. Damashek's on it? a roll.
0: I mean, is I told you three in a row, I,
1: three in a row. And I told you the Celts too, are going to, to the finals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, the Bucs are starting to turn the corner a little bit, it feels like. And so, too, are the Raptors. But I'm going to stand by the Celts, Celts, Lakers. And not just because it would be fun, old school kind of stuff. I really? really think
0: that's where we're tracking to. All right. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I lost. I had the Mavs plus five in the crappy game they played Friday. They lost by eight. So that's not good enough. Five is um, less than eight. So that wasn't good mm. for me. Uh, I will say this. this is There's something to this psychology. Now, maybe this is me being stupid. I like getting the losses out of the way a few weeks before NFL, before I'm putting mortgage payments out on these games. You guys could put together your nice win streak. Maybe you've peaked at the wrong time, Dave. Maybe you start losing. Maybe you set up a, a stand outside. You're, you're so in debt, but in five weeks that you're selling tie dye socks for $3. Who knows? That's what should
1: scare everybody out there who, te- who wants to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, devil's damashek to me right now, yeah. or uh, uh, because, <laughs> This is just like it is for our favorite pro football players right now. This is just my preseason, everybody. I'm just getting, I'm just okay. getting some reps in right now. Look out, because once regular season wow. arrives, Damashek intends to elevate. And by the way, I won't be in midseason form, because I always feel like that's too tepid a thing mm-hmm. to say. I, I want to be in postseason form. Well, on week oh, one, I want to okay. be in postseason form. Right.
2: Okay. Uh, Quick question, though. What did we decide about jinxing ourselves? Did you just jinx yourself?
1: Sure did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm just trying to <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to bask in the sunlight while it's on me right
0: now. Please don't take it. <laughs> no, away. No, that's Charlotte.
2: great. Sorry. I respect it. Go on.
0: Well, you know, Charlotte, what's interesting about I know I don't think I believe in jinxes anymore. And it's your good pal, uh, Rachel Bonetta, who made me made me go full circle on this. Like, I don't know. She had to, I don't know if I told the story, but she had a chance to see her beloved Raptors wrap up the title in LA um, mm-hmm. if they lost game five. So she had to root for them to lose in game five to Golden State in order to see them live. And she rooted against them. I was like, this isn't going to work. This has never, ever worked in the history of sports. And it's not going to work now. And guess what? It worked. It did. She got, to, wow. she got everything. She got to see her team lose. She was rooting for that, and then she saw them win live. Tears all over the place, but the tears should have been for the betrayal that she set forth. But, uh, yeah, I don't believe in jinxes anymore, I don't think.
2: Maybe, though, maybe that's what she had to do to get. Maybe she had to root against them one time Mm. to get the ultimate win. Also, when she and and Julie Stewart-Banks went to those games, I've never enjoyed following a journey more on social media. like that. It was just pure joy. That was fun. uh, It's too bad that I I won't be able to be friends with either of them come Thursday. Oh, um, yeah. Big matchup. Celtics-Raptors, it's going to be contentious.
0: We're going to talk about that in a second. Yes, that was pure joy with 8 or 9% of Molson in there, I would say. But yeah, (laughs) mostly joy. Uh, All right, let's talk about this basketball. It was crazy this weekend. Boy, the West games were phenomenal. They really were. And you got a guy like Donovan Mitchell... You have uh, Jamal Murray; they had 50 points, and that is like that's lost, way lost in the headlines. Those series are fun, Uh, but Luca, for God's sakes, what did he do? 21 years old, 43, 17, and 13—just different level playing on a bum ankle. Like I can't—I don't get up from the couch if I if I I twist my ankle for uh, for uh, two weeks. And Luca, 21, is just dominating, and all of a sudden. That's a fun series. So fun, like, you know, everyone wanted to see, all right, we have to see LeBron and Kawhi. That's L.A. versus L.A. Now that they're playing in a bubble, L.A. versus L.A. isn't as special. Are you rooting for Luka? Are we rooting for Luka like we were rooting for Dame with the Lakers? I'm not sure what to root for anymore, but it's so damn fun to watch.
2: I'm 100% all in on Luca. I'm taking Mavs and six. I think that this is a total team chemistry moment. Back to, you know, me, the sports psychologist. Uh, I think that he has experience. uh, It sounds silly to say that he has experience playing in professional leagues when he's only 21. Um, But I do think playing overseas, he was in the best league like that. That helps. That makes a difference. He's sort of spatially aware. He knows how to handle it. Um, He's a beautiful player. I also think that His mindset right now is such a boon to his team. And then you have Paul George on the Clippers who just can't get it together. So that in and of itself, like, I really think that Dallas can do this. And I would rather see that, honestly, than uh, Clippers Lakers.
0: And it's weird. Every game is different, Dave, right? Like Porzingis and Luka don't seem to be able to play together for one reason or another. And look out when they do.
1: Uh, I agree. And and continuing the thing of, uh, of basking in the in the sunshine that I've created here, I did say that the Mavericks were going to um, be a handful for the Clippers here. A lot of people dismissed that and said the worst matchup for these Mavs would be the Clips. But I you know, I don't know. I I I, I, I hesitate because to say Doc Rivers is in jeopardy here. But I, I kind of feel like maybe. There is some legitimate um, concern for him if they blow it to these Mavs here, because the matchup. I that I bottom line is to answer your questions out. Yes, the Mavericks are delightful because they're all offense. That I mean, you know, it's like watching the the right. Air Coriel Chargers or even the the twenty nineteen Chiefs. You know, with Patrick right. Mahomes and no defense on the other side of it. I don't think that they're in it for the long haul this season, but in the meantime, what fun and and Luca leading the way. I mean, it's just it's Luca plus three or four great options on the floor offensively. I don't know that they can get a stop when they need to against the big bad Lakers, but in the meantime, mm-hmm. they're handing it to to Kawhi and company, and poor Paul George embarrassing himself.
0: Yeah, yeah I don't know. He has shooters COVID right now. I mean, they should I don't, don't don't even test him. Just get him out of the bubble. I really don't know. What is going on with him, uh, Luca? Uh, as far as being the best, they talk about next year he could be the best player. This is guy who's going to bring basketball to a different level. Some people say it's going to save basketball. I'm not sure NBA needs saving just yet. But uh, is he going to be the best player? I don't know. I I have to see um, I have to see him belt out a Hall and Oates song first before I can put that distinction on him, Charlotte. But you don't mind labeling him right there in the top two or three, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, I think that he's certainly tracking that way. I think of anyone who has promise, he seems like he can carry that promise. I think a lot of times when people take a young guy and say, he's going to be the best next year, It's hard to, it's very hard to say yes or no because so many things can happen. There are injuries, there are like, obviously we can't predict the future, but the whole thing in sports is how close can you get? And I actually think with Luca, it feels like he has consistently put up these numbers and these performances that are just unbelievable. I mean, back in November, which is crazy that we're closer to November now than, you know, March and it's still the same season. Um, but he put, he became the youngest player to have a 40 point triple double. And the only guy who'd done that before him was LeBron. And then he comes up with a playoff performance like this, where the only other guy to hit a buzzer beater after a 40 point game was Michael Jordan. Like he's getting, he's getting these stats that, you know, stats aren't everything, but these are, these are greatness level stats and he's only 21. So Hopefully, this is a sky's the limit situation.
0: Can I just correct you one second there? I, and then, like, I'll jump in. when when people say like he's the only player, the youngest player to hit forty points and win a game, a playoff game on a, on a on the last shot since Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You have to add the middle name for emphasis. <laughs> Otherwise, no one, no one knows who the hell you're talking about. It's not enough to say Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey. Sorry. Jordan like oh boy that's on
2: me yeah we do we
1: do one thing we should endeavor to do by the way Sal is we need Mm -hmm. updates to some of those that's one good one I I guess he remains the gold standard but the other one is when it comes when we get into the pro football talk this year let's do our collective best to avoid reference hey they're not the 85 Bears, when people talk about defenses that are pretty good or whatever, yeah. like the 80, the, we can yeah. update that. There's some, been some 21st century defenses that have been good yeah. too. But the, in the meantime, where Luke is concerned, I'm very worried as our kids are heading back to school, what message he's sending to them out there. I mean, this guy doesn't have a oh. college degree and yet look at him. He's the the, <laughs> the, the sky's the limit for him. What a, it's, it's That's true. gotta be confusing at best for our little ones out there. Like what you say, we have to do well in school moms and dads. And, and then here's this guy on our TV saying otherwise with his, uh, with his clutch shooting, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Except I don't know. Can our kids develop a, 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 into a nice post game on zoom? I don't know if it's going to work. They, but, Damn Shaq's rooting all, hard
1: for that. I, I've done all I can do. It's all down here. I know. No, for here, for me. So come on, well, kids. We
0: need, we, we need kids sports not to be canceled. It can't be like, like this is the, the, the height of sports right now. Uh, I Yeah, he's great. He's fun. I want to talk for a second about something that's very annoying to me. Uh, I wonder if it bothers you guys as much. Luca hits the game-winning shot, right? You don't root for Dallas, but it's it's... Monumental in terms of the weekend, it's the biggest thing that's happened in sports. What's the first thing you think? Mine is what am I going to tweet?
2: Right? <laughs> I'm like,
0: oh boy, I have to let everybody know I was watching this when it happened. So I have to get something out within 60 seconds. And so you think of like a fun play on words. What you could do, you could do Luca with uh, 17 O's, even though that's not how you spell a name, or 17 U's. All right, that'll get a couple hundred likes. Like, and, then, and then you're frantic and you're like, all right, I can't wait any longer. And then I do something stupid and I'm, I'm, I'm really like ashamed to write, he is a G damn beast with three, <laughs> three exclamation points. And I'm like, all right, that'll get like 800 likes. What am I going to do? I, I've run out of ideas. How dumb is this that this is our lives right now? Or is this just he- me?
2: is like exceptionally stupid like remarkably asinine like i i actually took the weekend off from twitter because i realized that if i don't do that every once in a while Mm -hmm. i my brain legitimately starts to rot and then like melt out my ears and i start thinking of every moment in terms of, you know, how can I capitalize on this for likes and retweets and followers? And it get it it annoys <sighs> me in my own head to the extent that, like, I can watch a game and not tweet about it. And sometimes I do that just for practice. And right. it feels and because, you know, in a big moment, you can just tweet Luca with a bunch of exclamation points the way yeah. you'd scream at your TV. Mm -hmm. And if you have a certain number of followers, it'll just do a certain number of numbers. And then you like somehow feel good about yourself. And you're like, I didn't say anything. And then you're like, oh, well, I need to make a good joke so that it's actually worthy. And it's just like, who is this for? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) It
0: is so stupid. And is it? I don't know if it's a competition, because like you said, it doesn't matter if you do the exclamation points or throw a swear word in there, you're going to get you know, it, it's going to be balanced with how many followers you have and everything else. It's not, it's not going to be, you're not going to get 40,000 likes if you have 12 followers, right? So right. everything, everything goes to scale. Um That said, I wonder if it's more like, no, I have to be on record to show that I was there watching when it happened. Is That's that what it is? More of it? Is it? Okay.
1: That's what it is. It's, listen, among our many plagues of the 21st century, chief among them is this this narcissism that we we all are we all must feel essential and i think I, a chicken or the egg kind of thing does twitter provide that or did uh or did twitter really kick that into high gear that we all have to weigh in and let it be known it's because what charlotte's talking about that's right you can fall into this rabbit hole if you spend too much time on twitter of feeling some requirement to weigh in on every subject that you care about like well that's that, you know, today, Andrew Luck retired one year ago. Well, I, I mean, I can't let this moment pass without weighing in on where I was one year ago. Right. And my thoughts, 365 days in. And again, back up and say, but see, here's here's the vexing thing for for the three of us is we can rationalize the need to, well, we're in sports media. Of course we have to, mm-hmm. of course we're required. People are waiting to hear right. what we have to say about this. And- uh Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's all uh, it's.
0: (laughs) But I think Charlotte's right. Like, yeah, you, you're you're on on record. You're on record to having watched it. And then maybe you go back a couple minutes later with a follow up, more thoughtful, more thought out, but you got to get that first one out fast. Oh yes. Because it has to. And then the misery of watching someone who has, I don't know, 30,000 more Twitter followers uh, spelled out Luca in capital letters and, and misspelled it purposely and hit the jackpot on likes. It's like, what the hell do I care about this for? Why am I so upset right now?
2: That's why I really force myself every once in a while to watch games without tweeting about them because really? it's a real it's a real ego check cuz yeah. you're like I can watch this and not talk about it and no one gives a shit. Like no one online is like, "Oh my god, I have to see what Charlotte thought about Lucas' amazing buzzer beater. Like you know what I thought about it. It was insane." Who right. like and I and I do think that there's you know, the element of, well, Luca's only 21. Like, what were you doing when you were 21? Uh, And everyone's like, I was drunk. And you're (laughs) like, okay, cool. You know, like some of those can be funny if you're self-deprecating enough about it, but I found myself sort of tempted to do one of those to be like, oh, well, I was like, you know, losing beer pong tournaments at the buzzer beater. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, who would that be for? It would just be for you. And then you look like someone who's bragging about having played beer pong and you look like a loser. So just yeah. log off. And I just stayed logged off and it felt nice. And that's not to say you shouldn't do this. Like I do this most of the time, but taking a break felt very nice.
0: That is good. But uh, then- your buddy, uh, uh, your buddy, Rachel Bonetta, we talked about earlier, has taken a break from Twitter during the show. She won't. She's taken it off her phone. And it's because I don't care. I'll say this. But we've, we've talked about it publicly like. Between commercial breaks, she'll get so much shit on her, you know, on her timeline about. I'll never watch you with Clay Travis. I don't care what you said. You think you were funny in that first? It doesn't matter. Like, so she has to. She can't go between commercials and read like 15 of these and then go back. I'm like, all right, welcome back to Fox Bet Live. So yeah, it really, it is a, such a mind effing thing. Like, I, I can't stand it anymore. I think Dave. Though, what I want to say is maybe I rushed my tweet, and I want to say to Luca right now. I think it was a great shot and I want to congratulate him and I want to congratulate him on being young and overcoming the anchor. I I wasn't able to express these words because I Mm -hmm. had to play the game so much. So so if you guys also want to take the opportunity to um, say what you really feel about Luca, that now's a good, good time.
1: Well, I I think this, I think you're right. I love this idea, Sal, because we live in an age of, um, you know, you get you get guttural response to whoever just committed the 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 latest crime, Tom Brenneman or Mike Milberry, and then you get yep. this, um, and then you get this scripted apology the next day, kind of punched up mm-hmm. apology. This is kind of what you're getting at here. I like this. Punching up yesterday's tweets. Now that you've yeah, had some yeah. time mm-hmm.
0: to meditate yeah, it's on a really it. Your... I,
1: yeah. I'll I'll say this. Uh, my I'll punch it up this way, I guess. Cause I just said something about like that. I said, that was a clutch shot. Um, so, uh, because that was insightful. <laughs> it, was, it was clutch Cause it won I, the game. You're right. And if he didn't make yeah. it, if he didn't make that shot, they would have lost. So everything I said was spot on. Okay. But let me now take this opportunity to take it one. 200 step further. likes
0: 250 ish. Likes. I'll say All right, right in there All right. at 21. <laughs> Because
1: now the debate immediately moved to where does Luka rank in history now was a very weird, that bucket really did elevate him to this weird status of like, is he going to be as good as Larry Bird? I will say he, for me, if we're having a draft for a guy that you're going to have for the next five years, I think Luka is just a tick behind Giannis for me right now. I'm still, I'm going to stay in oh, with, yeah, wow. Jan- Jan- I know he's yesterday's news, given the climate that we live in, but I'm going to stay with Giannis right now, buy a ticket of right. Luca. How about That's that? That's my controversial.
0: That is. And it's also more than 240 characters. So it's nice that you were able to get that out. Yeah, right. This is a nice forum. Yeah, right. To- All right, Charlotte, are you putting him up there in the likes of uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan?
2: Michael Jeffrey Or maybe Jordan.
0: another Michael Jordan.
2: I don't know. Um. I... It's so early. I think if if I could go if I could have tweeted about it, I might have gone the route of how jealous I am that he got to feel that alive mm-hmm. for that moment. I can't imagine anything feeling better in the world than hitting that shot. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of get chills thinking about it. And then his team just freaks out and rushes him. And I was like, oh, be careful of his ankle. Be careful of his ankle. But it's like, it it may be something about, I think I probably would have tweeted something about, like, how that must feel. That must be the best feeling in the entire world. And I will never come close.
0: Well, the closest you'll come, or I'll come at least, is, okay. So I almost felt as much pressure when when Luca lets the ball go. He had about a half a second to release it. And then, like we talked about, I felt I had a minute to tweet about it before it got <laughs> old. So then the clock's on us, right? So, it's um, true. all right, I think we did them. I think we did them right here, Luca. You just, you just keep doing your thing, right? I do. I do love Sal. That
1: you're exactly right. Twitter is our form of, of athletics. It. In the clutch is is, is when yes. you know the clock's ticking out. In 34 seconds, this tweet will have zero value. You got to get it out, and it's got to be clever. That's basically <laughs> right. what Luca was like as uh, as that ball got inbounded to him. It's basically the exact same feeling, Charlotte. Yeah, you want to know what it feels? You're you're in it if you're on Twitter. Well, maybe not. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Gosh. It's like, oh kids, I'm about to tweet. Don't step on my bad ankle. Don't, don't, come on. Watch <laughs> out for watch out for dad's ankle here. Uh that was the great basketball. There was some terrible basketball. Some of these teams just give up, and I'll I'll name them. I don't care. I'm sorry. Oh my God, Pacer, Sal, you're I'm, so brave. I'm about to do it. I could do this in a tweet, but I've had time to think about it. Pacers, Magic, Nets, and 76ers, one in 16. Uh, is that right? No, one in. Yeah, 1-16. They all had to lose. I'm guessing the Pacers are going to lose. Um, we're taping this right uh, as they're playing. My God. I, and and it, what's wrong, it, like, I can't tell if the Celtics are good. I can't tell if Toronto's good or even this Miami team. Everybody loves this Miami team. Like, all right, they had the Pacers' number. They beat them three out of four in the regular season and then just laid the smack down on them in this postseason in this bubble that who knows who wants to play in anymore. I feel bad for the Suns they couldn't have been thrown in in the East because they would have been competitive at least. Are they at least like Eastern Arizona? I don't even know where they are on the map, but there's no no point in putting them in the East, right? I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys is,
1: are in the NFC East, so That's true. So yes, I that's think true. we can make that
0: work. Cowboys in Arizona were kind of in the same, were they in the same division for a second? No. Once, the Yeah, Cardinals the Cowboys and,
1: Cowboys and Cardinals were both in the NFC
0: East for a long time. Yeah. When the Cardinals were in Arizona. Yeah, okay. Right. All right. Anyway, this isn't going to happen. East is bad. Uh, that said, Celtics, Raptors. What do you think, Charlotte? Are you getting nervous? I'm getting different odds here. I think it's about even. I'm seeing the Raps are like a little bit of a favorite in some spots here, some shops, but what's your prediction? That
2: surprised me, honestly. Maybe the Hayward injury affected yeah. that, but um, no, I think the Celtics are definitely going to do it. I feel I feel very confident about, about Boston. Um which <laughs> shocker. Um, no, I feel very confident about Boston. I have the whole time. I've loved watching them. I think that the seventy sixers just had an absolute come apart and that Brett Brown is gonna lose his job for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, which is strange because at the beginning of the season, which was, you know, five thousand years ago now, I spent some time with Brett and wrote about him. And basically the gist of the story was like this is kind of his last chance. If he mm-hmm. doesn't do it, he's probably going to lose his job and even he was kind of like, yeah, pro- like this feels like a last chance. And wow. uh so I was kind of sad to see it happen so obviously and he made a bunch of bad decisions, I thought, in mm-hmm. terms of coaching them and I mean, if I'm in bead, I'm probably going to be like, "Hello, can I can I yeah. leave?" Um but it it was disappointing to just not see what they could have done with so many good players was
0: one of the bad decisions he made sitting down and talking to you because that could have set him on the course um, even further down. I'm not saying it. I just we need to no, think about this. Probably
2: these yeah. I could have jinxed him.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll say about Brett Brown. I do respect this, and he is on his way out. It does look. It does look pretty grim for him. But down seven, his team has clearly given up down seven with six seconds left yesterday. He takes a timeout and why to cover the spread, to cover the damn spread. God bless you, <laughs> Brett Brown. Uh, and pulls up from behind the arc and hits it. They lose by four. They covered the spread this after like a 10 minute delay. When they, they went for a review. I'm like, Oh please. The Sixers have given up. They give up two weeks ago. Why are they putting them through this? But Dave East basketball, we're from the East. We like to pump up the East ugly, ugliness.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, and Embiid, maybe that uh, that really does symbolize the entire process, right there. Like he yeah. makes a, a relatively meaningless three. What's it amount to? Um, yeah. and By the way, let the let the process Sixers stand for all of time as the cautionary tale for this jive of kicking it down the road by a season or three. GMS in every sport love to play this game. We'll get draft picks back, and you should stay mm. engaged, fans. Now, th- this is not the the way to do it. It's a it's a bunch of pap when i i can't stand especially in a sport where you see golden state winning multiple championships and it's like sit tight sixers fans we're gonna win a title at what point would it have ever been worth it for for all the nonsense that sixers fans have gone through um yeah the to the eastern conference and the legitimate i mean consider this charlotte before you were alive Mm -hmm in the in the 21st mm-hmm. century all I, right i'm not sure when you you made the scene but <laughs> i mean almost literally in your lucid years the east has always been um has been the little brother of the west in the nba this mm-hmm. is a protracted stretch um unlike anything i think that we've seen in in sports history since the yankees just dominated for decades on nsal mm-hmm. like that that i mean this is professional sports. Um, and the East has stunk since the Chicago Bulls. This is I mean, this is crazy, right. Sal. This is going on for more yeah. than a quarter century at this point that one conference is plainly better than the other conference. What gives? It's weird already. Yeah.
0: And then LeBron goes from Cleveland to LA and Kawhi goes from Toronto to LA all west, and Lucas coming up as emerging as the the star of the next, you know, millennium. Um, you know, like I, it's not getting better. Giannis is fun. Like you know, he's on the Bucks, and somebody has to win the East, so it'll be Giannis's team, probably. Sorry, Charlotte, but uh, no, I know, I apologize. But um, yeah, it it, 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 the scales are tipped, and it, it doesn't seem like it's evening out any bit.
2: That is really interesting. I had, I, I, I guess I kind of take some comfort in it. It's like, okay, well, that's predictable. You mm-hmm. know, like the East is going to be bad um but it i think it makes it fun in terms of i always look forward to seeing how it's going to shake out and then no matter what i'm probably going to root for the east over the west in the yeah. in the finals because it's like
1: i guess the irony the long standing irony is that uh, to to um make celtic's fans feel a little bit better i guess people in the west who are rooting for their team to survive the rugged west perennially while Whoever comes out of the East has a relatively easy ride. I mean, LeBron, the the cynics to LeBron's career point to, well, who did he ever have to beat? It's remarkable no matter what to keep getting to the finals the way LeBron did, dragging some of those bum Cavaliers teams. But it is a funny inversion from the 80s, Sal. Remember when the Lakers and Celtics were going head to head, and that was the great rivalry in sports at the time. I always felt bad for the Celtics because they had to survive the Philadelphia 76ers who were all-time good once Moses Malone arrived there mm-hmm. and those good Pistons. Bucks teams and and yeah some good Hawks teams and so on. And on the other side of things, the Lakers had a relatively easy ride. They had to beat like yeah. the high-scoring Nuggets and teams like that right. and some you know some halfway decent Sonics teams and otherwise along the way. And so it's funny the other but all that said, I, I don't like do not perpetuate that into a, a public uh, sphere like this, Sal. That you think oh. that we should start mixing in teams from other conferences. Well, the Suns were better than anybody over there. That that's the way the cookie crumbles. Let's we we, we oh. uh, I, I I don't like when we start doing that kind of stuff. That that's, that's okay. just going to be a
0: mess for us. Let's not get into. All right, that. I won't. I'll let's make a deal. I won't perpetuate things like that, and you don't go out of your way to pronounce the R in irony. <laughs> for no reason. Why are you saying irony? You're irony. Saying irony. What are you irony? It's How do you not, say irony? Not. Irony. <laughs> irony? What do you say? Irony.
2: Irony. Irony.
0: Iron.
1: Irony. No.
2: Irony. irony. Yeah. No, it's ironic.
1: Yeah, it's ironic. I, right. That's different.
0: But I there's irony. 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 Oh Iron. I can't lose Guys, you here. We
2: I... sound, we sound, I this is so remarkably different. All right. Let's let's I, stop for a second. I,
0: Dave, you you, uh, you you're going to a a funeral. You need your shirt pressed. What do you pull out of the uh, the the ha- the mm. closet there? Well, listen, you gotta see mm-hmm. this. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back on
1: that's my easy. roots, banks of the three rivers. What the the people there don't say, they say irony, irony, iron. I work, dude. Do yeah, I work over at the iron? Fi- uh, you know, at the iron mill. Iron, iron. <laughs> All right, that's how it see- sounds like. The iron, but you said iron. I you, you I, am t- I'm, I'm forcing it so I don't have a Pittsburgh accent. I'm battling about it. Irony. Lean
2: in, Dave.
1: Irony. <laughs> you you irony. You,
0: you iron your clothes? You iron your clothes when you, when you need to go somewhere special. Well, no, I don't. And maybe that's part, maybe oh, that's right. what
1: started the whole issue off here. Wait. I see. It's irony. What are you talking about? I- <laughs> irony. Not arnie, it's, the way it's you irony. It's irony. You guys are saying it as though you have the Pittsburgh accent. What gives?
2: Iron I Irony The irony Oh no, I say the R. I what? definitely say the R. What's irony going on here.
1: Ironic, <laughs> irony.
0: Am I crazy here? Jim Cunningham, yes. just uh, let's let's confirm this for the other side. What is it? Irony Iron Say it again? Irony Yeah. I don't Irony Now I
2: feel like my whole We've said it too much. I don't even know what it means anymore.
1: <laughs> you forgot we, the, you, you lost the meaning of it <laughs> we i mean could we get any more meta on the word irony that now we've lost the all right. sense no, of wow. what this oh is all right God. that we have peaked as a podcast oh man, right now this
0: is bothering me so much uh you're right but
1: okay, why look, because jim cunningham and his mustache chime in and and validate <laughs> you doesn't make it right though i do you still know. irony do you
2: still have your mustache i haven't seen you you haven't turned your video on on zoom
0: no. It, oh, yeah, there it oh, is. Yeah. Well, okay. it's kind yeah. of
2: beardy now. I still
0: got it. Though. Yeah, yeah. There, well, let's leave you back <laughs> up. Let's leave you here, Jim, because we're going to pivot to football. If I could just shake the cobwebs out of my head of this uh, irony versus eye- irony. Um, Jim, football, uh, NFL, you had your cousin, or you didn't have your cousin, you found out that your cousin was vacationing in Bar Harbor, Maine, which is a couple hours away from Charlotte, and it's also... The proposed site for our NFL bubble because we think that the NFL is going to have trouble surviving without a bubble. The Bubble Rock Trail is right there in Bar Harbor. We tried to get a congressman, councilman behind us. We had some uh, local, like a like a uh, like a cafe owner in there, and we didn't get very far. We certainly didn't get as far as going there. But your cousin, you found out through Instagram, visited yep. Bar Harbor, and he was at the Side Street Cafe. Enough. No Ty way. He yeah, said Jenna? And I told him to ask for <laughs> Jenna, and she wasn't there. But the waitress did really? ask about Joel. <laughs> oh, okay, because oh, he he did a lot of the legwork in trying to set this up. Yeah, okay, but what I mean, so your cousin here, he is. He knows about you. He knows about the show. Did he sign, hold up any signs saying NFL in Bar Harbor? No picture, nothing to help. I just texted him. I said, "Did you do Bubble Rock Trail?" He said, "Doing that tomorrow." <gasps>
2: He needs to take us. a picture.
0: Okay, but it, it's got to be a little more than "Hey, have a nice time. Don't twist your ankle or anything." We we need him to do some work while he's there.
1: Yeah, I told him to hold up the sign or have his. I said it's better if his girlfriend takes the picture, not him. It's kind of mm. ugly.
0: Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I did see some pictures you sent that um that showed that we may have overthought this. They really <laughs> yeah. Charlotte is doesn't seem to be a place where they could play. Huh.
2: It's, okay, yeah, it's a lot All of tree, a
0: right. lot of trees and stuff.
2: Sorry, I'm an optimist, Sal.
0: So. No, I know, I know. Well, I'm I'm optimistic that um that Jim's uh, cousin is going to come through. Look, he can't even make eye contact now. How is this ever going to happen? I don't know.
2: Can I tell a quick
0: All right. Okay, go ahead. Hold it up. Go ahead, go ahead Charlie. Can I... Yeah.
2: Can I tell a quick Bar Harbor story? Yeah. So, when I worked at uh in the for boston.com, which was a part of the Boston Globe, um I had to work night shifts and I had this absolutely wonderful editor, Roberto, who was one of my favorite people in the entire world, and he had a very thick Boston accent. And it was just me and him on on a shift one night, and uh, he, goes, he goes, oh my God, Charlotte, Bahaba's on fire. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he and he was like, Bahaba's on fire. And I was like, "I," and he was like, in Maine. And I was like, oh my God, Bar Harbor is on fire. And there was a big fire in Bar Harbor, so I I got him a, a Guinness pint glass and engraved "Bahaba's on fire." Oh, that's on, fun on the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So it's, pronou-
1: its pronounced irony.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the we irony that Jim's cousin visited the place that we're looking to set the bubble in. I can't get over this. I know we have like other things to go through, but I can't, I, I, I don't know if we can move past. All right, fine. Let the NFL, here's why we think we need a bubble because there were some crazy false positives. There were 77 false positives on Saturday. Now, if this had happened three weeks from this past weekend, the whole slate is gone just like that. That's right. And false positives. And so they're blaming it on this disastrous lab that they sent the test to. Which this lab is going to get a terrible, terrible Yelp review, I think. Like I, bio I reference is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. They they have to be done. But how do we even? Why are we at this stage where we're still screwing around with which lab? Like, yeah, no. My cousin had really good uh, uh, results with this lab. I think we should we should use this lab. Like, how is this six months later? We still don't know which lab to use, Dave.
1: I think you know the answer to that. And I don't want to, I don't, why we don't have uniform testing. Yeah, I think we know the answer to to why that's the case. No, forget and, and, about
0: the uniforms for a second. It's not uniform, oh, right? right. It's <laughs> the, the actual players have to see if they're cleared.
1: I mean, the it, it's kind of like, wow, shoo, that's good news in the short term. But you're exactly right. If this happens in the season, we're going to lose a bunch of games. And how PO'd are you going to be depending on what kind of money you put down on the game? What kind, I mean, the integrity of the overall season will be corrupted. Mm -hmm. And then on the, and then on the following Tuesday, like, Oh yeah, those were false positives. Anyway, those, those those weren't even right. We, so we did it all. It's like, I mean, if you get crazy, if a fan base gets crazy about like, they reverse that call because of instant replay, but then when you look at it more and you realize, I got to, how upset are you <laughs> going to be if your te- if your team had a cupcake on the schedule that you needed a win to get into the playoffs and you miss? It? It's like, oh yeah, those test results those were screwed up.
0: You guys could have played the game after all. I'm going to be <laughs> extremely me. upset. My initial tweet is going to have upwards of five exclamation points. I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, it's going to be that bad. And Charles, saying you, you, something. You, you feel the same way. I know you do.
2: Yeah. Well, I also have a question about this whole thing, because Mm -hmm. in following the story, reading about it this morning, there's been a lot of people saying, well, you know, it was good practice. It shows what can happen. It's a learning experience. I'm like, how? Tell me, tell me how you can possibly practice for false positives, because the only way you can counteract those is if you get two negatives from two different kinds of tests after, which correct me if I'm oh wrong, takes at least a day. So when when like I think it might have been Mike Zimmer or no, it was Matt Nagy, I think, who was like, oh, you know, this is this is good practice. At least we got it out of the way. It's like <laughs> Why would you like, how can you how it's can you practice? Way. You can't like bend space and time, which to me right now seems like the only way you can correct for something like that.
0: Right. Oh,
2: like, what insane. are we doing?
0: I don't know what we're doing. Is it possible? Let me know. Just tell me off the bat. Is this irresponsible thinking? If you take a test and you get a positive result, but you think it's a false positive, how about we just play through it? Is that irresponsible? <laughs> Is that not good? OK, no. No, I, I, of course that's wrong. But uh, <laughs> they, I, I just want to know: Do we now? They have to save our lives, the NFL. Now we have to know: Are we doing these fantasy drafts in the next three weeks? Are we congregating, Dave, with our friend Brad, who we don't know where he's been spinning around downtown LA with or without a mask? We have John Hamm there. Who knows what he's laying down with the night before? You know, wait, with wait, some madman groupie. Yes, he's in our fantasy league. Sorry, this is, a, this is a weird way for you to sh- find out. Are you uh, kidding me? In the middle of my rant. But the point is, are we going to risk getting COVID for a league that is not even going to get started because of COVID? I feel like we need answers. I feel I like Charlotte, need- Charlotte needs answers too, but <laughs> I definitely need answers. Charlotte,
1: would you, would you have more respect for me or less if in a couple of weeks when we do do the fi- fantasy draft, and as you already know, as the reigning champion, I am required to kick out somebody else. Would you have more respect or less if I kicked out John Hamm?
2: Less. You can't kick out John Hamm. What? <laughs> well, you, I have, now,
1: now I, I might care. have to. Now I'm going. I don't to.
2: care. <laughs> no, I don't care about sports at all right now because I just found out that John Hamm is it. Oh yeah. Mad Men is my favorite show of all time. Oh. I, I'm, ha- I don't get starstruck really anymore after you know you talked to enough athletes you're like okay i'm kind of like i would be i i am a little starstruck second hand right now i just oh. have to, i just have to say that
0: all right well we're gonna zoom you into our draft so you could ha- say hi or 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 whatever but the the irony is that we're we, dave you could kick everybody out because it may not matter i'm so bummed about this i
1: really i am. know no, no, no. but i mean we're so, are you officially now? Where are you on this? You're saying, Sal, that you're you're tepidly, at least, predicting that we're not going to see this end of the season. Is that what you're I don't getting like, at? Th- this or is, is that we, not.
0: This is not eight weeks out from the season that they, they have not settled on a a a lab that can consistently give good results. This is three weeks out, two weeks before. Like, I, I, I'm really bummed out about this.
2: No, 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 no. Look, I said last week that I feel optimistic about the NFL. I, if anything, these false positives made me feel still maybe even more optimistic because when I saw the when I saw this come in, I was like, oh, we're screwed. There's no football. And Mm. then when they were negative, like that is such a better outcome. And it made me think like, OK, if if these can all be negative, like, sure, maybe you miss one week or maybe but but. Also, maybe it means that the bubbles are working. And this was just a really, you know, crappy wake up call to to how that's true.
0: I know. I think you're right. I think
2: we're going to have a season.
0: Well, and then maybe we don't give up on the bubble idea. You know, we have Jim Cunningham. Jim, tell your cousin. Your cousin could hold up a sign for God's sake. My cousin came on the first episode here and played uh, a cameo. Your freaking cousin, who no one knows, I'm sorry, could hold up one (laughs) sign to help us. Don't you think? He claims he will. We'll see. Okay. All right, what's his name? Let, let's give him a shout out here. Chris. His name Chris is Chris Cunningham,
1: and his girlfriend Alex. Chris and his Hi, girlfriend. Chris and Alex.
2: Alex. Okay. Why did
1: Alex get squeezed? In? She, she. Uh, first of all, your cousin hasn't even done anything, and now shout outs are being given to girlfriend. I, yeah. I don't know. Now Sal, Sal's getting me upset now about this because uh, he's he's bringing up a reality that I hadn't really considered. You're right. It's like, but. Again, back to where we started a month ago when the show first got going, Sal. Like, uh, what will count as a valid season that will stand the test of time? I'm kind of on the side with Charlotte that if somebody hoists a Lombardi Trophy, history will ignore the specifics around it. Like five Mm -hmm. years from now, it'll be like, yeah, whoever won the Lombardi, no one will bat an eye at. Um, And and I, as long as the season ends that way. I think we'll be able to blur our eyes and ignore all the yeah, other the, the positive if, tests if, and everything if, else, right?
0: If it's as fair as it could be, if everybody has 14 games or 12, if everybody has the same amount of games and there's not too much, too many hijinks going on, God bless Charlotte and her 5,500 to one odds bet if Cincinnati <laughs> plays the Saints in the Super Bowl. I don't care. It's fine. But let's just get to something reasonable between now and then is the thing. And here's the other thing. Here's the other reason I'm mad, Dave. The Cowboys are very close to signing Earl Thomas now, I'm hearing. Now, do you this think is, so? Uh, no, they're not. Well,
2: they're not going to do that. They're the, they're the that. front
0: runners. I don't know how they're going to do it. I looked at the math. I spent way more time than I should have on the math of it. They struggled to sign a player for $6 million the other day for one year. I think two or three players would have to adjust their salaries, and you're not going to get da- – Dak Prescott's not going to be one of them um, <clears throat> because of the situation with him. Uh, but – Look, he's knocking out guys in in the locker room all the way to Big D. That's what he's doing. He had a fight with Chuck Clark. The Ravens got rid of him. They say, goodbye, we don't need you. They're trying to void his $10 million deal. And uh, he's landing in Big D. Charlotte, you shake your head like I I shouldn't be rooting for this.
2: Well, I just don't, I don't, you know, maybe, but everything, (laughs) didn't McCarthy say, like, we, our roster's pretty set. We don't like, they don't have the money. They don't seem to want him. I mean, yeah. I feel like this goes back to his tweet where in 2017, where he was like, come and get me to Dallas. And now right. everyone's taken that one thing and is like, well, it will definitely happen. Like, sorry, Sal. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit like,
1: What well, did, did, did did you see that clip that was making the rounds this weekend on social media of, um of uh steven seagal the the climactic scene the fist fight scene and it was really embarrassing like this is this is current steven seagal it like if you were a movie maker 20 years ago yeah go get steven seagal for your martial arts picture it'll probably do well (laughs) this is Mm -hmm. what if the dallas cowboys are considering earl thomas they're getting current steven seagal does that analogy kind of work i don't know if i got that out clean enough i got yeah Yeah, you don't want this Earl Thomas is not an Earl Thomas you want. He is a name brand whose prime um, went out the door two years ago, four years ago, whatever. And let's remember his I mean, one weird departure. Okay, two. Now that's one too many in my book. Now he gives the middle finger and it's not like the Seahawks are some dysfunctional organization. Neither are mm-hmm. the Ravens. Those are those are the two teams. He just got run out of town by. So, are you really? If you're the Cowboys, this is the missing piece, or anybody else? That's that's not the well, that, that's stinking
0: thinking in my book. Do not go keep out. In, and sign keep Earl in Thomas. mind. The the hatred they receive for drafting C. D. Lamb over the safety for Alabama because their defense is so bad. And like even with C D Lamb, it's like, oh, whatever, you better score 50 points because your defense is gonna give up 60 a game. So an Earl Thomas in his prime or past his prime is 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 fine, I think. It's it's gonna be better than anything we have there in that secondary. Uh <laughs> all right, Dave. You have any plugs? <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, let's oh, well, I'll, I'll plug this one for you as a matter of fact. Uh the new show <laughs> coming up, I believe it's gonna be Friday. Jeff Schwartz, yeah. Eddie Spaghetti and me coming up minus three, although false positive might be the new name of the show. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. That, that, that might be a better one, but we're gonna go with minus three, of course, for anybody unawares. I assume you are aware if you're listening to us right now. But minus three, of course, the points given um to the home team.
0: Yes. Beautiful. That's the home team's advantage on everything else being equal. Minus three with Jeff Schwartz and Dave Dameshek. Looking forward to that right here on the Extra Points podcast network. Charlotte, do you have another podcast on this network?
2: Uh, No, I'm very Uh. excited for Dave and Jeff's. However, I think that'll be fantastic. Um. What do I have to plug? I don't know. Read the things I write, you guys. Yeah, you Go did a watch lot last week.
0: There's plenty to catch up on with you. Yeah, right?
2: it was. I was. I was pretty tired. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it felt good though. You know, it's hard to feel productive during a pandemic. So I was like, all right. Well, we've got that going for us. You
0: did a nice uh, job, Stephanie McMahon, uh, Bray Wyatt. The what, what one I missed, uh, Michael Mikhail Bridges. Bridges. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. No, tomorrow I'm going to I'm publishing something about how the Mavs are going to do it in six. So Mavs fans should like that. Nice. Ooh. All right.
0: There you go. And I should mention uh, Lakers tonight, minus seven five and a half half is the over under against Portland. That's on FanDuel. I'm going opposite. Not you, not to be contrarian. I think I think Clippers in 6 let's OK, let's pick that. Let's pick that series. Dave. Charlotte says uh, uh, Mavs in six. Yep.
1: I think the Clippers are going to survive this one, but uh, to the matter at hand, I'll take the Lakers. Tonight.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, I the thought you ir- were about. I thought you were about no, to take the right. Blazers. tonight. No, it's no. okay. No, the the irony of me asking him about the the Clippers, Mavs, and him taking the Lakers. It's so much. <laughs> I'm taking the Clippers in the series. I'm taking right, the Lakers you. tonight. I got you. All right. Uh, Clippers I in what though? Yeah, how many games? Um. Eight? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Let's go.
1: Let's go. Let's take this delightful series all the way to its limit here just for our pleasure. Let's say it goes the full seven here.
0: Dave Clippers and seven Sal, Clippers and six Charlotte Dallas and six. So that's where the money would be at because Clippers are are still a minus three thirty favorite if you want them for the series. So if you were talking six for Dallas to win the next two, you're going to get like you're get like five and a half, six to one odds. Pretty good there. Great. Uh, well,
2: maybe someday you'll teach me how to actually bet and <laughs> I, I can make some money.
0: I will. I'm going to teach you very, very shortly. Okay. Uh, why do I need to teach you? You're killing right. She won her best bet. Dave won his best bet. I lost mine. We'll have more best bets Friday. On Wednesday, we'll have a dynamite show. I'm at The Cousin Sal. Follow me and my exclamation points on Twitter. <laughs> Fox Bet Live, uh 4 30 to 5 Eastern on FS1. And that's You're that a beast, another- Sal. You're a beast. <laughs> that's true. That's extra points. Come back on Wednesday until then for Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Sal, reminding you that even though you may feel like an underdog, you're all my favorites.